Good morning and welcome to the prayer call. This is Bishop Smith coming at you bright and early at 5 a.m. Good morning to every intercessor on the line this morning. Good morning to New Destiny members. Good morning to every man of God that is calling in from wherever you're calling in from. We thank God for you calling in. One of the things I want to say is thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness, your commitment, and your consistency to God, number one, and then also for joining us on our prayer call. Um, you, you all are diehards. I call you the warriors to get up this early in the morning to start your day with God, and I love it because this is the breakfast of champions when you start your day out it with the Word of God. I've always said, um, since I've been preaching the gospel, I've been preaching the gospel, it's amazing, for almost uh, two and a half decades, definitely, probably almost three, um, and I think that's absolutely powerful, but I've always said, you know, a gospel a day will keep the devil away, you know, a gospel a day, you know, you get that gospel in you and the word of God in you, and the word of God, it brings stabilization to the mind, it stabilizes your mind, and that's what you, you want, you want your mind to be stabilized, and um, your spirit, and then I believe the body will follow. And so um, it, it's key to who we are as being born-again believers to have to operate in the soundness of mind. And the Bible talks about that from cover to cover, operating in soundness of mind, thinking in the right direction, thinking soberly. But today we have with us Sister Yvette, and Sister Yvette will be doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests with us this morning. Sister Yvette, how are you doing this morning, dear? Good morning, Bishop. I'm doing excellent by God's grace. Thank you. Well, you sound wonderful. Miss you dearly. I pray you and the family are doing well, and your your your, your mom and your brother and family is all doing very good. So we thank God for you. And then this is Wednesday, so I want to also greet the Nexus Church members that are on the line and, and our Atlanta East Coast family, um, nine times out of ten, Brother Hira and Sister April, they're ministers of the gospel. They're probably on the line, so I'm going to give you a shout out this morning. God bless you all. And we have with us Pastor Horatius Harris. The double H is on the line with us this morning. How you doing, Pastor Harris? I'm doing great, Bishop. Good morning to you and Pastor A and the Smith family. Good morning, Sister Yvette. Uh, good morning to the Nexus family and all the pastors and leaders and worldwide leaders that are on the line this morning. Man, that's good. That's good. That sounds good. And 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 that just really hit my spirit when you said worldwide leaders because that's what our nation needs today. Our world needs leadership like never before to stand up. And, you know, um, we're going to pray, you know, before we get off this phone, we want to pray for leaders today because, um, man, our, our leaders just really need to stand up. As I've always said, leadership is never proven in times of peace. Leadership is proven in times of war, and we need great leaders to stand up and just really operate with wisdom 
like never before because people need wisdom. I mean, we're navigating a day we've never seen before. And what is this? This got this has to be 17th, 18th week that we're in this pandemic and then also dealing with the other things that we're dealing with in our nation. And it just, it's it's a bit much. It's a bit much. And we need to hear from God like never before. So, Father, we come boldly to your throne of grace in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for the hope that we have in you. Father, as believers, we've been dealing with hope and we understand the power of hope. That hope is not just wishful thinking, but Lord God, it's being certain that things are going to work out in our favor. And so through that hope, we reach behind the veil and we release our faith in your very presence. And we say good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. And good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, through your Spirit, lead us and guide us into all truth today. So that as we obey you, Lord God, and we yield our entire to you, spirit, soul, and body, you will lead us and guide us into all the truth. Have your way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Harris. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning again, everyone. Uh, it's a blessing to be on the line. I am going to just take a little time to speak about something that I know Bishop has already kind of alluded to. As Titus 2 and 6, Titus 2 and 6, uh, I'm just going to read the New King James Version and then kind of walk through very diligently through this. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded. Just by reading the text, of course, we start in verse 6. Uh, when you use the word likewise, there's something it's comparing itself to. So you have to kind of go back and kind of understand exactly what is being said. So when you go back to verse 1 of Titus chapter 2, it says this, But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. It's very important today because uh, if we don't have sound doctrine, then you do not have sound theology. So your doctrine or your basis for which you are speaking has to be sound. That means it has to be rooted. It has to be right. It has to be true in order for you to have the right theology, the way you see God. And the way you see God is the way you're going to do ministry. And so here's why it's important, because we don't talk about doctrine a lot, but it's important that you have the right doctrine so that the outcome can be proper. And that's why you see it's, it's almost like, and Bishop can attest to this, he built, you know, multimillion-dollar structures. If you're not plumb or if you're not uh, square on your structure, then you could start out very nicely, but over time, if you stack the bricks the wrong way, you'll start to see that as you the higher you go up, the more off it starts to look. The building can possibly uh, be warped, or the building can be off center, and that can cause your whole house to fall. 
or a part of your house to fall. And this is why sound doctrine is so important. But it goes on in verse 2 and says this, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience, and that the older women likewise, watch this, so that here's the word likewise again, which means it's comparing the older women to the older men. And so it's linking the two together. Then it goes on and talks about young women in verse 4. And then verse 6, it says, likewise, which simply means uh, that you have similar, same uh, exactness of understanding of what was previously mentioned. So why is that important? Because there's a comparison that is needed so that you can have a true understanding of what God is intending for us to understand. So let's get into verse 6. It says, young men, likewise, hosados. Hosados is the Greek term, um, which gives us as himself or as herself to compare people to be the same. It says exhort. See, the exhort in this text is very exemplary of being at a certain standard, and now you have to bring the other person up to the same standard that you are. Or the person who's being addressed has to come up to the standard by which the others are living their lives. See, this is why you have a leader. This is why you have a bishop and a pastor that you have to look towards and look at their lives because you got to bring your life up to the same standard. It's no longer you looking at them and say, oh, he's the bishop. No, he's the pastor or she's the pastor. And that's just what they do. No, 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 no. That's not what God called us to do. God wants us to see a standard, and he is doing what the Greek word says, parakalio, or parakaleo. Para means alongside. Kaleo means call. So that means if you are lagging behind and you are slacking in your steps, God has called you to get in the same step and in the same walk and at the same pace alongside of the leader. So this is what we are to be doing, but it's talking about being in the same step and the same calling as it relates to your mind. Because then it goes on and says to be sober-minded, which is, uh, Sophronio. Sophronio is a Greek word. And it's interesting. Here's why I'm bringing up the Greek words. And y'all wonder why. Why is Pastor Harris always talking about the Greek words? Because when you look at the words in the English, watch this. There are twice as many words in the Greek and Hebrew as it is in the English language. So what we have a tendency to do in the English language is to use one word to represent multiple words 
in the Greek language. And when you do that, you lose meaning. And when you lose meaning, you lose understanding. And so, therefore, it is imperative that we somehow dig a little deeper so that we can get better meaning and better understanding and so we can live better lives. So here's what it says. So for Neil is to be sober-minded. Isn't it interesting that when you look at uh, the other verse in the very beginning, verse 2, it tells the older men to be sober, <laughs> right? And then it tells the younger men to be sober-minded. Difference. There's a difference there. It tells the older men to be sober. That's what it says. And watch this. It's represented by a separate word. Nephilios means to be sober. When you look at Nephilios, when it tells the older men, it tells them to be sober, which means don't be drunk, don't, don't, don't get intoxicated, don't actually uh, live your life where you're not watch this, enti being enticed by the things of the world that would cause you not to live a prosperous life. It's interesting that it uses that word because you look at that word and it start, you start to see to be temperate, to abstain from wine uh, entirely or at least in moderate use. And it speaks specifically about being drunk. But when you get to the younger man, it says be sober-minded. Why? Because when you're younger, you have a tendency to let your ego and let your mind actually take over who you, who you think you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that because you, you can use that for your good. But oftentimes people use it and the enemy will use that against you. And he will use that against you and cause you to think more highly than you, do, than you should of yourself. But when you're an older man, you, don't, you live a little bit, so you know that you ain't all that, so you, you might need to stay off the wine. But the younger man needs you to be sober-minded. What does that mean exactly? What does that mean exactly? Let's go back to that because it, I need you to see this because many times we are attacked in our minds, and that is why this scripture, this particular verse, is more important. Sober-minded, sophroneos. Sophroneos is getting us to understand that we have, need to have a sound mind to be in our right mind. And when you're in your right mind, then you make right decisions. When you're in your right mind, you make right choices. Otherwise, you can end up having a situation come upon you and you wonder how you got into this situation, but it was the decision that you made six months ago, two weeks ago, two years ago that is now causing you to be in a bad place or not so good place. But watch this now. This is the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to keep us in our right minds. Remember, again, I talked about uh, uh, last week, I talked about your spirit, your soul, or which is your mind, because that's where your mind is, 
is relegated to the soulish realm and then your body. In order to live a proper life, you have to have your spirit be the gate by which everything filters through your life. If it's your soul, then your mind, then you are now run by your soulish realm, and you will actually be living a life that's possibly not in alignment with God. So we had to exercise self-control in these areas to curb one's passions that are happening in the soulish, soulish realm, to keep a sound mind, keep a sound mind, keep a stable mind. In these times in which we live, I can tell you that so many people are being tossed to and fro by the, the doctrines and by what is being said and by all of the emotions that are going on, and you cannot be controlled by your emotions. You have to be controlled by the word of God. It is the word of God that's going to keep your mind sound. Now, let's talk, let's talk real quick about the process <clears throat> because when you can't find your way from a spiritual connection, because there's somebody that's on this line tomorrow and say, I, don't, I can't hear God. I don't know what God sounds like. I, I don't know. When, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, and that may be a little distant for you. But can you read? Because the logos or the written word of God is God speaking. He's expressly speaking to us through his word. So if you don't, if, if you feel like, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm connected with God like that, you can read his word. That's why we have the word. The work can be your guide until you can get to a place where you can hear the Spirit speaking expressly to you about what you need to do. So your word is your foundation. Your logos, the written word, is your foundation. The rainbow will come from the written word. This is why you have to be in your word. This is what keeps you sober-minded, keeps your mind sound by getting in the word of God. And we likewise got to do the same. We got to line up. Now, some of you might not, you know, uh, understand this, but it, it's, it's just, it just, it is. The word bishop means the vicar, V-I-C-A-R, of Christ. What does that mean? That means the bishop is the one who's in flesh to model Christ in front of you. If you don't know what Christ looks like, then you got a bishop who is right there modeling Christ in front of you to give you what you need. So I'm going to pray because I'm thanking God for the word of God, for the man of God, for the woman of God, and for the people of God who are on this line this morning who are standers. To many. Father, we thank you. We honor you today. We thank you that we be like-minded, that we likewise live our lives in accordance with your word, with accordance with your spirit, and in accordance with your leaders. So we thank you, Father, that you've given us this ability to be able to have examples, to be able to have something that we can read and understand and that we can live a life that's pleasing to you 
We love you. We thank you that everyone that is on the line this morning have the ability to be a standard, to be a light bearer to those that they're going to come in contact with today, even in their homes and in their house. They can be that light and be that example to so many. I pray right now that everybody on this call this morning, even those who listen to the replay, are are being elevated and exhorted to a place of leadership and that the leaders on this call will rise up and take possession of what's needed in these times. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. You all, I'm going to be honest, I don't forget all the Greek words he said already. He used with quite a few of them in his devotion today. But they were absolutely powerful because uh, it gives us a greater understanding of Scripture. And we thank God for Pastor Harris just really laying it out for us this morning on how we are to think soberly. And I believe that's what's wrong with our world today. Many people are thinking like one who is intoxicated. They're not thinking in the right direction, nor are they thinking with a sound mind. And so we'll come back and we'll dive into that a little bit more, but let's just continue in prayer. So I'm going to ask Sister Yvette to come this morning with our prayer requests and pray over those prayer requests for us this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bishop. Yes. Good morning again, Bishop, Pastor Adrian, Pastor Harris, Elder Heather, to all our leaders, uh, our, our elders, intercessors, and to all who are on the line. So today we did not receive prayer requests, but we have a praise report from Lynn Jacobs. She said, uh, I sent in a prayer request last month. My sister Shalia's surgery was approved. Hallelujah. We have been writing letters and making calls to workman's camp for over a year. This morning, this was received yesterday, the doctor called with approval. I thank you to my very own new Destiny family for praying for my sister. So, Father, we rejoice this morning with Lynn and Shalia for granting the desires of their hearts. You said, Lord God, in Psalms 84:11, God is a sun and a shield. Jehovah will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Our Lord and our God, you are, like, you are like the sun and also like a shield. So, Father, we praise you in advance for Shalia's successful and speedy recovery from knee surgery. We declare complete restoration of her knee joints, muscles, and, Lord God, complete restoration of her mobility. We thank you, Lord God. We pray this. And we rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we thank God for the praise report. And we're asking you to send your prayer requests in to um, our prayer um, email. You can find it on our website because we want to continue to pray for you so that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. This morning I said... uh, we're going to pray for pastors. We're going to pray for our world leaders because I believe uh, that's what we need to do. That's what the Bible tells us to do. You know, I was um, reading an article, and I am just will read you a little bit of it. And so it says, I ask that, that our people devote themselves in a continuance of prayer as we rise to each new day and again, 
when each day is spent, let words of prayer be on our lips. Franklin D. Roosevelt. And so as we understand who God has called us to be as Christians, we're to live in a fine balance, standing for that which is true while seeking unity amongst ourselves whenever possible, standing firm in the faith while showing grace to those who do not, holding our leaders accountable while praying for their wisdom and well-balance. The Word of God tells us very clearly in the book of Ezekiel 22, verse 30, I look for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on the behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found no one. We are to be those who stand in the gap, who lift up our nation with all of its favor and faults before the throne of God and pray that he continues to work in our midst. That's our responsibility as believers. The Bible tells us, I urge you then first of all that petitions and prayer and intercession and the giving of thanks be made on the behalf of for all people, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may live a peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and also in all honesty. So, Father, as we continue to labor this morning by grace, at your throne of grace, and where we find mercy, we pray on the behalf of our nation leaders. We pray first for world leaders. We pray, Lord God, for our presidency, and we pray, Lord God, that as we lift up Donald Trump, and I know when some people hear that name, they just cringe, but nevertheless, he is the leader of this nation. And as believers, we're not to play sides. We're to rest in the center where you find balance. We're on God's side, and God says we're to pray for our leader. So we pray for him. We pray for his family. We pray for his cabinet. We pray for those that are surrounding him. And, Father, we pray that the people that you have around him, regardless how they were chosen, that they do not be yes man, men and yes women, but they will speak the truth in love. And Father, those that are around him that are not, Lord God, right within their heart, expose them. Any leader that's not in right in their heart, expose them. Father, for you said, you set up kings and you pull down kings. And so, Father, we understand there's no greater agenda than your agenda. So, Father, we declare your agenda will prevail. We pray for the his cabinet. We thank you that they will be men of sound wisdom. Even as Pastor Harris said, their doctrine will be correct so that theology would be correct. This nation has been established upon Christian values and your principles. Father, let us return to that ancient path. We pray, Lord God, for the Senate, and we pray for them, Lord God, that they will make wise decisions on the behalf of the citizens, Lord God. Of this nation, we pray for Congress, Lord God, that Lord God, they will, Lord God, um, 
pass bills, Lord God, that need to be passed on behalf of the citizens of this nation. So this nation will continue to be the great nation that it's always have been. Father, we understand that you said sin and lawlessness will abound. But Lord God, you also said where sin abound, grace does much more abound. We pray for frontline workers, Lord God, and frontline leaders, those who are out in the forefront, Lord God, in the medical industry, paramedics, Lord God, police officers, firefighters, those who have to run into, Lord God, the heat of the battle, especially during this pandemic. We ask that your hand of grace and favor be on them, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Every tongue risen against them in judgment is condemned and proven to be wrong. We pray this morning for pastors, shepherds, Lord God, those who have a true shepherd heart. Lord God, those that are not just shearing the sheep to rob the people, but those that labor in your venue and labor in, Lord God, before you that are workmen and need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth to bring stabilization to the hearts and the minds of the believers in Jesus' name. We thank you for them. We thank you, Lord God, that they're filled with your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that they're not, Lord God, men that just sit with their own agenda trying to manipulate things for their own benefit and not for the benefit and the blessing and the forward advancement of the people. And we thank you that your people will be advanced, Lord God, because, Father, you are raising up men after your own heart, in Jesus' name, to lead your people and guide your people by your Holy Spirit, which leads and guides people into all truth. And so we thank you, Lord God, for the empowerment of leadership. We thank you for those that you call to, Lord God, hold up the arms of the man of God. We thank you for those lay leaders, Lord God, those elders, those assistant pastors, Lord God, those workers, Lord God, that you've called to labor with them. Let them take their assignment, Lord God, that comes from you, not from the man of God. It comes from the man of God, which is God himself. Let them take their assignment more serious than they've ever taken any time in their life. So, Lord God, as we learn Learn how to function in this new normal. Not a getting back to what we once had. I don't think there will be a getting back. Maybe kind of, sort of. But as we learn to function into this new normal, that Father, people will be wholeheartedly committed to the gospel. Committed to you. Committed to your holy church. So, Father, that we will stand as a beacon of hope like this world has never seen. For you said, we are all this good in the world, for we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are a city that sits upon a hill that cannot be hidden. So let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless the Lord this morning. That's real good. I don't know about y'all. I feel good right now. Man, I, I, we can go to church right now and just, just have church for tonight right now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you all know me. You're smiling, laughing. The Bible said, laughter does the heart good like a medicine. Try to laugh often. It releases endorphins. It brings just such a pleasant feeling to you, your body, and it's healthy for you. Before we bring our time of prayer to a close this morning, I want to go back to my great friend, my brother, who's really more than a friend to me. He is a brother. 
and he is a brother to our church. I thank God for his spirit. Thank God for his family. We want to go back to Pastor Harris for any closing remarks. Pastor Harris? All I want to say is amen. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> thank you so much. You have prayed. That prayer was just, that filled, it every, that filled everything right there. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, that's, that's this is the prayer line, and we, we want to pray, and, and we need to pray. And I'm asking you all there on the line, don't stop. Continue to do what you do and continue to be faithful to God and watch God be faithful to you. The Bible says the faithful man shall abound with blessings. That scripture always blessed me. The faithful man shall abound with blessings. As you're faithful to God, you're faithful to the things that God has entrusted to you. You watch what God begins to do in your life. We're going up in a going down world. I want you to remember that. We're going up in a going down world. But I want to ask you something. Pray for Pastor Adrian and myself. It's, it, it, it's, it, we, I think we make it look easy to do this. Pastor Harris makes it look easy. Some pastors make it look easy. But it's not easy. But also, you got to understand, we're doing it through grace. We've discovered our grace gift. We've discovered our purpose. And, and we're doing it through that. Paul says, who never met Jesus, by the way, never met Jesus personally in the flesh like the other apostles. But the apostle Paul says, I outlabored them all, yet not I, but the grace of God within me. So we labor through grace. And we thank God for his grace. Everything we see is only because of God's grace. But that grace comes through humility. I believe the more you see God's hand of favor on your life, it should humble you. And God gives more grace to the humble. I want you to remember that. Not the arrogant, not the proud, not those who are lifted up, not those, not those people. He gives it to the humble. The older I become, or the mature, I should say, I become, I don't feel like I'm old. I feel like I'm becoming more mature and becoming more seasoned. But the more seasoned I become, the more, the more wiser I become, the more I make better choices. I don't say dumb stuff and do dumb stuff. You know, you know as he says, when I was a child, I, I, I thought like a child, spoke like a child, behaved like a child. But now that I've become a man, I put childish things away. Now that I become mature, now that I become a new man, the born again man, we put those childish things aside. And so we've had a great day today. And I pray that you've been blessed and that you will continue to be blessed. We want to see you tonight in service. We're going to have a great time in the Lord and we're going to continue to enrich your spirits and build you up. Build you up so that you will be stronger and stronger to, to overtake and overpower the things that try to overcome you. We're overcomers. We're not going to be overcome. And so as we always say, according to Psalms 118, verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you, brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Make this confession of your faith with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in 
to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. Yes, you are. You are more than a conqueror. I want you to remember that today as you go throughout your day. I am more than a conqueror, and I'm a world overcomer. Regardless of what comes up against you, you can overcome it. Don't lose your cool. Think soberly. Be mature. Operate in wisdom. Be humble. And watch God's hand of grace and favor rest on your lives. Well, be encouraged, loved ones. We love you. This is Pastor Adrian, Sister Yvette, Pastor Harris, and Bishop. We're signing off this morning, and we will see you next time. Matter of fact, we'll see you in the sanctuary tonight. God bless. Make today count. Let us open the line.